Sometimes you got to sing a good song in the presence of God. Would you bow and join me in prayer? Loving Father, we thank you for this day that you have made. Um, whether it's raining or, um, or sunshine, we have decided to give you the praise and the glory due to your name. Father, as we come to the pinnacle of our worship experience, which is your preached word, would you please speak to our hearts for we are listening. Even though I have prepared, but I need your help. Even though I've studied, but I need your strength. Spirit of the living God, fall fresh on me. Mold me and shape me so that the words of my mouth, the meditation of my heart, will be acceptable into your sight. Oh Lord, my rock, my savior, my redeemer. And Lord, it is my prayer that if somebody is in here, they do not know you. Do not let them leave this place without making peace with you. And if we are discouraged, may we be encouraged by the preaching of this word. Speak to us for we are listening. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Come on, praise God. Let's come on. Put your hands together and praise God with me. Um, if you have your Bible, join me in Ephesians chapter 6. Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 through 11. Yeah, 10 to 20, yes. I'm going to go through 17 today. Let's stop, stop at 17. Uh, hear now the word of God. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the, against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground after you have done everything to stand. Stand firm, then, with the belt of truth, buckle around your waist with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which, with which you can extinguish the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit which is in the word of God. The word of God is already blessed. This is what I Praise be to God. Let me, let, let's try this again. The word of God is already blessed. Amen. Amen. Don't fall asleep on me now. Um, I, I want to speak from this simple subject, the right equipment. The right equipment. Um, I, I'm not a builder, per se, but I'm a son of a builder. My dad um, does construction. My dad builds home. And, and there are specific things as you build in a home, you need the right equipment. If you're driving by and you see um, a multi-story building, 
there's certain equipment that you need to lift the heavy pieces of materials to bring to the high floor. Now, 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 you know, we Haitians, we're always trying to kind of make, do shortcut, do things. But the reality of it is this. If you are building anything, you need the right equipment to help you to build. If I am building um, this pew, this pulpit, you, you know, you see how fine the, 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 the piece of wood are? You need the right pieces of equipment to ship it into the form that you want. What happens is, a lot of times, we don't have the right equipment. Um, Deion Sanders, the coach of Colorado, the football um, team, said this, you look good, you, you, you dress good, you look good, you feel good, then you play good. Do you guys get that? You, you, you dress good, you look good, you feel good, then you play good. Let, let me put it to you in this context. Um, there are some coaches in sports that requires their players to dress certain way. You know, like if you play for Colorado State, uh, for Colorado, uh, um, when you, you, they wear jackets. The football players, they wear jackets. When they get off the plane, they wear jackets. The coach believes that you should look professional when you're coming to the game, when you're coming to play. And then he says this, part of you playing good is that you got to dress good because when you dress good, you feel good. And if you, if you feel good, you look good, then you play good. Well, in the part of the text where we are, we are talking about, this is where, talk about spiritual warfare. And part of being in spiritual warfare is that we must, we must dress good. We got to dress good. We got to look good. We got to feel good and able, in, in order for us to get into this warfare. Are you guys with me? Trust me, I'm, I'm not going to belabor too much. The problem is this. When it comes to spiritual warfare, you do not determine what, what type of equipment that you put on. See, what you must understand when it comes to spiritual warfare, you are not fighting to win. You are fighting from a winning position. Are you guys with me? So, so then, because you are fighting from a winning position, Jesus is giving you what you need to maintain your victory. So the problem is, is that a lot of us, we choose now what type of outfit or what type of equipment we're going to put on. All the while, Jesus already gave us what we need to wear. See, last week when, 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 when um, Brother Dave was preaching, it, it was about you knowing which enemy you're dealing with. If you don't know your enemy, then you cannot fight your enemy. You have to know what type of opponents that you have before you. See, see, a, a lot of us, we don't know. We, we think the devil is only, it's like our parents or, 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 or the quote-unquote Haitian who are being uh, um, overly spiritual. We're talking about the devil's real. But here's the good news. When I said the devil is real, I'm not saying this for you to be scared. What I'm saying is this. If you are in Christ, here's the shout. If you are in Christ, 
you don't scared of the devil because your victory is already done because of what Jesus did over the devil. But because you don't know who you are in Christ, you don't know how cunning the enemy is. So when you're the devil, you're afraid. Are you guys with me? So you have to know, and that, that's what you, you, we saw last week. You, you, you know who the enemy is. You, you know who you're dealing with. You know who's before you. So I said this, it says, put on the full armor of God. Put on the full armor of God. Last week when Brother Dave was preaching, for our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, authorities, against powers of the darkness in this world. So, 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 so then now it says to put on. So we have a responsibility. Because it says to put on. I cannot put my jacket on. I, I mean, my jacket would not be on me if I don't put it on. So this is my jacket. Is my jacket on me? My jacket is not on me. For the jacket to be on me, I have to put it on. Now, the thing is this. The jacket is available for me. This is my jacket. It's been given to me. Right? It's mine. It's nobody else's. But see, most of us, the jacket, which is Jesus Christ, has been given to us. He's here. Everything we need is right here. But we refuse to put it on. And all we keep going is like, we go, we go to some war or to some fight, but we don't put on the jacket. It says, put on. Put on. Watch this. Put on. So guess what I, what, what, what I just do? I put on my jacket. So when it says put on the full armor of God, there's something that you got to do. The armor is there for you, but you got to put it on. Most of us, th this is a one point sermon. I'm just going to tell you what, the, what, what, what you need to put on. Most of us refuse to put on the armor of God. And so, so it would be like a soldier going to war and then do not put the required Equipment needed. Can you play football without helmet? Can you play tackle football? Right now, there's a game going on starting right now. Can you put football without helmet? No. What would happen to you if you play football without helmet? You'd be dead. You gotta put on the right equipment. If you gonna if you are involved. In football, you know the rules of football, and you know you got to put the helmet and shoulder pads, and those are there to protect you. That doesn't mean you won't get hit, but it means that you put on those things, you will not get as badly hurt as somebody else who don't put on the armor. So we have a responsibility. Somebody say responsibility. We have to put on the armor of God. Since we are fighting against enemies in the spirit world, we need special equipment both for offense and defense. God has provided us with the whole armor of God for us. And we dare not not put it on. Satan looks for 
the unguarded areas of our lives. When we don't put the equipment, Satan looks for those who want to put in the equipment because now when he comes to fight you, you can't fight him back. See, see, um, let me break it down for, for, for in a minute. You see how you come to church, there's Bible study, there's Sunday schools, whatever, gathering, youth connect, whoa, we got all that stuff. But, but, but guess what? You say, you know what? I'm not coming to none of those things, but I'm a Christian called that marginal Christian. And then, so the devil come to you and, and, and come to attack you. Guess what? You don't have to fight back against them. You don't have the word of God because you don't know the word. So when it comes to tell you any kind of lies, and that's what happened to a lot of you, any kind of little lies that somebody tell you, you buy into it because you don't know the truth of God to fight to withstand the lies that's coming to you. If you don't know who you are, you don't know how to stand, which is what the text asks us, to stand firm, then you will not be able to withstand the trick of the enemy. Watch this. Um, I'm going to get this in a minute. It says this. Knowing that Christ has already conquered Satan. Again, you are not fighting to win. You are fighting from a winning position. The fact that Christ already defeated Satan and that the spiritual armor and weapons are available by faith, you got to accept that what God gives you, you are to put it on and go out to meet the foe. You got to go out to meet the enemy. The devil, the day is evil, and so is the enemy. You, you see the world you live in right now? It's an evil world. People have people who commit senseless things and stuff like that. And if you don't watch out, most of you, you see somebody commit a crime and it doesn't affect you. So I got a witness. Amen. Yeah, y'all not being a witness today, but I got a witness. Amen. So, so then, what is it that you need to put on? Verse 14, it says this, the girdle of truth. And, and let me put this to you in a simple way. The girdle of truth. Let me put it to you like this. Satan is a liar. So if you don't know the truth, if Jesus says in John 14, 6, I am the truth, the way, and the life. The devil has a three-pronged plan. He comes to kill, steal, and destroy. So the way he does this is by doing the exact same thing he did to Adam and Eve. Did God really say this? And if he can create a doubt... In your mind, because you're not sure or you do not know the truth, he wins. Are you got, is this thing on? So, so most of you, you don't know the, 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 this says, it says the girdle of truth. So, so, but, but, but the believer whose life is controlled by the truth will defeat him. The girdle held the other parts of the army together. And the truth is the driving force for us to, know the, to, to live the victorious Christian life. A man of integrity with a clear conscience can face the enemy without fear. If you do not know the truth, 
Whatever they sell you, that's what you take. Whatever they give you, that's what you take. That's why now you, you look at the, whether it be the news media or, or whatever it is, social media, whatever it is, and everybody got their truth. I, I was sharing with, with my class today. You can't have a truth that is antithetical to the truth. So the girdle of truth is what binds, is what holds every piece of the armor together. So, so, so then we, we have the girdle of truth. The girdle, the girdle also held the sword. Unless we practice the truth, we cannot use the word of truth. Once a lie gets into the life of a believer, everything begins to fall apart. Once you believe your little lies, everything goes. You know the little white lie, you kind of compromise? Everything goes. Because you know what? The girdle holds everything together. Are you guys with me? So then you move from the girdle to what? The breastplate of righteousness. That's 14B. This piece of armor made of metal plates and or chains covered the body from the neck to the waist, both front and back. It symbolizes the believer's righteousness in Christ as well as his righteous life in Christ. Satan is the accuser, but he cannot accuse the believer who's living a godly life in the power of the Spirit. The life we live either fortifies us against the devil's attack or makes it easier for him to defeat us. The breastplate of righteousness, front and back, front and back, protect you, front and back. If you don't put it on, when he attacked, his bullets, his lies, his schemes, all of that is able to get through. But when you stand with the righteousness, when you are guarded, when you are protected with the breastplate of righteousness, it covers your, move, your most vulnerable part of your body, front and back. And, and see, the righteousness that we have is in Christ Jesus. Um, when I watch sports, I'm always focused on position. Um, if I see any team, they may be winning, but if a player is playing out of position, it won't be long before the opposition find that weakness and then win. Um, I remember when I was a kid, I'm playing, I was playing on the right side of the soccer field. And then the coach says, no matter what happens, stay in my position. Stay in my position. And, and our best player was on the left side of the field. But the coach says, where you play, Stay in your position because what happens is this. If you get out of position, when that player loses the ball, 
when they flip on the other side, we won't have nobody there. You know, as kids, what you do is like you want to be where the action is. And the coach was saying, stay in position. And, you know, the most boring thing you can do is like seeing all the action on the left side and you're standing on the right side. And because you want to be in the game. But the coach would say, if you don't stay in position, I'm taking you off the field. Because what happens is this. Me staying in position protected the team on the right flank. So then when they switch the ball, because if everybody, their best player was on the right side, our best player was on the left side. So all they would do is this. And I remember like it was yesterday. All they would do, they get the ball and they kick it to the, to the right. So because all kids have the tendency to be where the ball is. And then he would just take the ball and run and score. And the coach says, whoever I put on the right side, if you don't stay there, I'm taking you off the game. See, the breastplate of righteousness is your protection. And you can't protect yourself. Your protection is what Jesus has done for you. Your protection is your righteousness is based upon what Jesus has done. And in case you don't know what he has done, he died, he bled, and he paid for your sins. And all who accept him, you've been made righteous in Christ Jesus. So it ain't your own righteousness. It's not your mama's righteousness. It's what Jesus has done. Now, he goes on to say, I told you one point, you just got to put on. You're putting, this, is, this is how you're putting on the right equipment. You're making sure every part of it is fixed. So we move from girdle of truth, breastplate of righteousness, and then now we're going to go to the shoes of the gospel. Now, in those times, soldiers, the women soldiers, they wore sandals with hobnails and the souls to give them the better footing for battle. If we are going to stand and withstand, then we need the shoes of the gospel. Because we have the peace with God that comes from the gospel, we need not fear the attack of Satan or men. We must be at peace with God and with each other if we are to defeat the devil. But watch this. Shoes have other meaning. We must be prepared each day to share the gospel of peace with a lost world. The most victorious Christian is a witnessing Christian. If we wear the shoes of the gospel, then we have beautiful feet. The Bible says this, how beautiful are, are, are the feet of those who share the good news. Do you know what happens? Uh, um, so, so as you are walking, you are sharing the news. You, you know what? I, I don't like being barefooted, even in my, my, my own house. You know, I, I don't, there's something weird about my feet touching some, you know, some floor or anybody's floor. I have socks on my feet or I have slippers, sandals. I, I don't like, yeah, you know, I see people running like barefooted. I'm like, that's why I don't, that's why I don't like the beach. It's like, I don't like, mm -mm, no, I'm, I'm, I'm particular. I don't like things touching my feet like that, Right? But I do like comfortable shoes. I like shoes. I like comfortable shoes. 
Um, a soldier, a soldier, typically the soldiers stand, they stand and they move. And they move. And they would stand for hours on end. And then those old days. So, so, so then when you wear the right shoes, you are able to move and your feet doesn't get hurt. Can, can, can I share something with y'all? Uh, um, really off topic. I, I, I remember there, 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 there's a young lady that used to go to the church here. And, and I used to come, I, I used to come, I had, I had this, I had this um, one pair of shoes that I love. It was, I like comfort over beauty. And, and she said, she said to me, you have any other shoes? It was a pair of Stacy Adams. She said, do you have any other shoes? I said, yes, I do. She said, you wear the same shoes every, every week. That's way back when. I said, they're my most comfortable pair of shoes. Right? Comfort over beauty. Guess what? A soldier, that's why soldier got a specific type of boots that they wear. So, so that even when they spend 18 hours somewhere or 24 hours, whatever the case may be, they are comfortable in their shoes and they are able to move on. Now, now, let me pick on the ladies for a moment. You see the lady with, with, with the stilettos, right? They look good. They look good. They're expensive, but they hurt. A soldier's feet, they don't get hurt like that because they know they're going to spend hours on it, so they wear this. Guess what? When you share the gospel of Jesus Christ, it doesn't matter where you go. You keep moving and sharing. Tell people that Jesus loved them. Around the corner, every day, Monday through Friday or something like that, there are two or three older Haitian ladies that with a, with, with a poster, Jesus love you. Huh? Jesus love you. So people are driving by. You pass by here, they're standing. Jesus loves you. And you're like, hmm. What's, what's the point of that? You know what? That's the feet of those who share the good news. They are sharing the good news. How beautiful are the feet of those who share the good news. You have to share the good news in your school, in your class, at work, in your hood, or in your suburban hood. Share the good news. Guess what your friends need? They don't need more followers on social media. They just need to follow Jesus Christ. So, we have the girdle of truth. We have the breastplate of, righteous, uh, um, of righteousness. We have the shoes of the gospel. And now we see in verse 16, the shield of faith. The shield was large. Was, a, was large usually about four Feet by two feet, made of wood covered with a tough leather. As a shield, as the sh soldier held it before him. So the soldier has the shield. Uh, uh, um, there's a song, I, I believe it's Psalm 3, it says, Thou, Lord, art a shield for me, my glory and the lifter of my... Y'all need to come to choir. Y'all need to come to choir. Uh, um, so my show only can teach you. Thou, Lord. Our shield for me, my glory and the lifter of my head. In other words, what a shield does is this. It, it's, it's a big thing that you put before your face. So, so it's almost like, look, you can look sneak aside, but when somebody comes based on your position, the shield, if they throw a, 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 a arrow, right? So the shield will receive it. That the shield is there to protect you. So when it's sunny outside, you see people have their little umbrella. 
you know, to cover, for, to be shielded from the sun. You, you, you see how it was raining earlier? You are here. Guess what? The roof of this church shield you from the rain. Now, if we had fault, if we have a, a leak, if we had leaks and stuff like that, you will see water just keep pouring down. But because the roof is solid, the roof is good. So then it rains. We are shielded from the rain. Oh, oh you know, you know, and here's the thing because you in a safe house, you can have an umbrella based on the rain. You can still get wet. The umbrella can shield you, but so much, but see, this kind of shield here when you have the shield of faith when you place your faith in the lord jesus christ that shields you from the attack of the enemy doesn't mean the enemy is not going to come to attack you but when he comes guess what your faith is going to shield you faith comes by hearing hearing what faith Faith come by hearing, hearing the word of God. So because you not, you do not know the word of God, your faith cannot grow. You have to be in the word for your faith to grow. You, 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 you know, it, it's like this. So some of you are in still pre-algebra Christianity. Where you're supposed to be in calculus Christianity. Some of you keep, you know, it's, it's, it's like pre-algebra, pre-algebra, pre-algebra. No, no, no. At this juncture, if you grow in the faith, you would know that you can see what God did yesterday. Based on what he did yesterday, what comes to you today, you'll be like, wait a minute, wait a minute. I have a point of reference. I have a point of reference. I remember when we had nothing, my mama prayed, my daddy prayed, and somehow, someway, God provided. So even though today I don't have much, but I have faith, the same God who provided then is the same God that will provide today. Faith is a substance of things hopeful and the evidence of things not seen. The shield of faith is that you know that by you placing your faith in Jesus Christ, each day you decided, you know what, I'm going to live for him. I'm going to be with him. Wherever I go, I know he's going to protect me. That's how you put the shield of faith. You are trusting God no matter what it is. Even when nobody sees you, you know my God sees me, so therefore I can't be any kind of way. The shield of faith, shield, it shields you, protect you. Faith. Uh, um, would you protect somebody who don't believe you can protect them? Would you? Would you? Highly unlikely. As a matter of fact, watch this, watch this, watch this. This is going to be good. Watch this. Most of us want to do things our way. Even when somebody's telling you, don't do it like this, be like, no, let me do it my way because I want to experience my own thing. Can I tell you this? When it comes to the shield of faith of God, when it comes to faith in God, you don't have to experience things your way. If God said so, it is so because it is so. So just trust in what God requires. I'm almost done. I got, I got three more. I got three more. I'm trying to get you out early today. So, um, 
shield of faith. Now you got to put on helmet of salvation. Satan wants to attack your mind. Remember how he came to Eve? Did God really say this? When he put the seed of doubt in you, then he is trying to win. The helmet refers to the mind controlled by God. It is too bad that, too, that many Christians have the idea that the intellect is not important. When in reality, it plays a vital role in our Christian growth, service, and victory. When God controls your mind, Satan cannot lead the believer astray. If, he, if God, the, the Bible says in Romans chapter 12, be, be, uh, 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 um, Romans chapter 12, 1 and 2, be transformed by the renewing of your mind be transformed you can't be transformed if your mind is not being renewed how can your mind be renewed every day in the word of god let me use a let me use a an example that that's that's familiar to you math you don't practice math you lose it can i get a witness uh, um, for, for, for my nurse, for my nurse, for my nurse, I know you're Haitians, but you gotta be nurse. I know, I know, I know, I know. Uh, uh, wh wh watch this, watch this. Biology. Uh, uh, what, what's that, what's the other one you guys don't like? The other class? Uh, um, bio. Huh? Ana anatomy. There's biology, anatomy, physiology. Those things, guess what? Here's the thing. They built on each other. It's like some of the basic things in week one. By the time you're in week five, the, prof the professor mentioned as if like you're supposed to know it already. That's why you got to keep up. You got you got to keep up. So 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 then, the 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 mind. When 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 God controls your mind, Satan cannot lead you astray. The Christian who studies his or her Bible and learns the meaning of Bible doctrine. Is not going to be led astray easily. Um, I, I don't mean to pick on your favorite Christian personality or Christian influencer that you pay money to go see them in conference and so on and so forth, that they, they, they sweat and all that stuff for, for no, no particular reason. Um, and what they do, typically, they do things to control your mind. They do things to kind of draw you in. And they, they tell you, they make you promises that the Bible does not make. It sounds Christianist, but it, it's on the Bible. And, and, and let me say this again. Be careful of TikTok Christianity. And, and, and it's, it's almost as if like, it's almost as if this, what, 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 watch this, watch this, Dave. It's almost as if now, um, the devil makes it that your mind can only tolerate a tic-tac version of Christianity. Anything that's longer than that, the, what, 60 seconds? 59 seconds, whatever it is, your mind can take it. Meanwhile, you sit there and you watch 200 YouTube shorts, but you cannot watch something for 30 minutes nonstop. 
the mind is a beautiful thing. Don't waste it. Whoever controls your mind controls you. And the devil is fighting for your mind. That's what he wants. Especially you at this prime age where you can absorb everything. Why do you think it's easy for you to have two, three, four, five degrees at this age? All people like us, it's hard for us to go back to school. Can I get a, 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 can I get a witness? <laughs> PJ, you can't be my witness. You're only, you're only 13. You're not even 13 yet. You can't be my witness. <laughs> because he wants the mind. If he gets the mind, he gets the rest of the body. Why do you think a lot of the liberal stuff that's happening now that you are so okay with it? Because it says, since, since you were born in cartoons, the seed has been planted in your mind. And to, to, where, to where that now, compromising, it's not a big deal. It's like, well, that's my, that's my truth. The devil's a liar. You ain't got no truth. But, but see, see, because now you, now your mind, you begin to reason with God. And, and here's the thing. If he gets the mind, you can have, you can have a lot of the other pieces of the armor, but he gets the body. Then he can tell the body, take it off. Because whoever controls the mind controls you. Um, we need to be taught by God. We ought to grow in grace and the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. We need to be in the Word of God. You cannot be a growing Christian only on Sunday morning. You cannot be a growing Christian that only attends church on Sunday morning. You cannot be a grown Christian, or you cannot be a Christian that you've been transformed by your mind, you've been, your mind being renewed and being transformed to where that when the Bible and your, on your sinful phone, iPhones, um, when it reminds you it's been seven days since you last opened the Bible app. I know, it does it, doesn't the sinf, sinful app, uh, Bible reminds you of that? It reminds you how long you've been in the Bible app. And some of you, you only come to it now when I said, open the Bible in this. And how's your mind being renewed? Now, the whole time you go to school and you watch a thousand YouTube shorts per day, TikTok, and then so guess what? Those things are shaping your mind and they control you. As a matter of fact, some of you might be in here, if you have a phone, you somewhat in some social media swiping because you can't even track with me while I'm doing this. You know what that shows? The devil has your mind. Um, th this illustration was given, it says this, one Sunday afternoon, I, uh, um, a, a preacher visited a, a man who had been a deacon at a local church. But, but at the time, uh, uh, um, he was involved uh, um, in a false cult, cult. And they sat at the table with open Bibles and the preacher tried to show him the truth of God's word. But it seems his mind was blinded by lies. And, and, and it says this, how 
did you happen to turn away from a Bible preaching church and get involved in this belief? The preacher asked. The man replied, preacher, I blame the church. I don't know anything about the Bible and they don't teach me much more. I wanted to study the Bible, but nobody told me how. Then they made me a deacon and I wasn't ready for it. It was too much for me. I heard this man preaching the Bible over the radio and it sounded as if he knew something. I started reading his magazine, follow his blogs and study his books. Then I'm convinced then, and, and now I'm convinced it's right. Uh, um, I saw, uh, uh, um, I think Kista posted something that says, uh, uh, um, this morning, was it, I saw you posted something that says, uh, uh, before somebody becomes a Christian leader, they have to have like a mental evaluation. Before you become anything, praise God we're in a Bible teaching church, Bible preaching church, that, 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 that we're not gonna put you as a leader if we don't equip you, if we don't train you to be the leader. But, but see, the thing is this, here's the problem. A whole lot of you, you reject what we are giving you here and you go get the fake thing out there. It is not on our account. I'm not saying this as our defense, but you have no excuse. You have, if you go to Redemption Baptist Church, you have no excuse for not knowing the word. If you choose to go get some mumbo jumbo out here, that's on you. Can I tell you how I know? Sunday, Bedside Baptist Sunday School class, 8.30 on Zoom. You can be in there. That's Bible teaching. If that's not good enough, come in at 10 o'clock. There's another class for you. Are you with me? And then 12.30, there's a Bible preaching that's going to take place right here, as we're doing right now. You, you guys get that? Wednesday, 7.30, Bible study. Oh, if you're a youth for kids, uh, um, on second and fourth Fridays, kids and youth connect. You're like, oh, man, I need some worship on. On first Friday, we worship. And guess what we do when we worship? We still preach. Oh, you say, I'm a young adult. I need my time. I need my, I need my, 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 my own time. On third Friday, you have the gathering. Do you see how you have no excuse? Because there's ever, there's almost every time there's an opportunity for you to be able to be in the word. The helmet of salvation. Now, here, here's my last one for today. The sword of the spirit. The sword of the spirit. The sword is the offensive weapon God provides for us. The sword, you don't hold the sword to protect you, you hold the sword to attack the enemy. So the spirit is our sword. It says, it says, it says this, the woman soldier wore on his girdle uh, uh, um, a short sword which, uh, which was used for close and fighting. Hebrews 4, 4, 12 compares the word of God to a sword, but because it is sharp and is able to pierce the inner man just as a material word, uh, uh, um, material sword pierced the body. You get, let, me say, let me say this again. The, the, the word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword. 
that's able to pierce the bone, it says, even to the marrow, like to the inner men. That's the word of God. Uh, uh, um, so, so then if I take, if I take, a, if somebody take a sword and they, that's going to hurt your body. Don't, don't try this at home. Okay? So, 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 so then the, the word, the word can pierce you to the end of men. How do I know? In Acts chapter 2, it says this, when they heard Peter preach, it says, it's as if they were cut to the heart. Cut. That means it was in. That's the word. When the word convicted us of our sin, that's the spirit. That's the sword of the spirit. Peter tried to use a sword to defend Jesus in the garden. But he learned that at Pentecost, whoo, let me preach your legal spirit. Peter tried to use a, a, a sword to defend Jesus in, in the garden of Gethsemane. But, but, but see, at Pentecost, God gave Peter the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And Peter preached it and they said he was cut to the heart. Let the word of God dwell in you richly. Use that as the sword. Moses tried to conquer with a physical sword, but only to discover that God's word alone was more than enough to defeat Egypt. Peter tried with a sword, Moses tried, but they realized that what God says it is, it, it, it's God's word. A material sword pierces the body, but the word of God pierces the heart. The more you use a physical sword, the duller it becomes. But using God's word only makes it sharper in our lives. You, you see, you see, whoa, let, let, let me give, let me give you this. You ready for this, Kinsey? Let me, let me give you this. Uh, uh, um, watch this. I love to cook. Y'all know I love to cook, right? Uh, uh, um, knife, knife, and, and, and the knife thing, there, there's this one piece, I don't know what it's called, but there's this one piece uh, um, in the knife set. If you have knife set, there's this one long piece, it's like a metal piece. A sharpener, right? A sharp sharpener. You have a sharpener in there. So, so, so then, so if you use the knife and you, you're trying to cut, the more you use the knife to cut, then it becomes dull. It's that sharp. So, so if you're a chef like me, when you're going to use the knife, what do you do? You take the sharpener and you go, shh, shh. You, you sharpen it because it's metal that sharpens into the met metal, right? You're sharpening. So, so, so then if I use the knife to cook my chicken, if I knew, use the knife to cook my beef, then it becomes, you know, it, it's, it, it, after I use it a while, it gets dull. It's not sharp anymore. I have to keep swording it. But watch this. The word of God, the more you use it, the sharper it becomes. While, while physical sword gets dull, the word of God, the, 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 the spiritual sword gets sharper. So the thing is this. If you make it your, your purpose of your life to get the word of God every day, to use it, the more you use it upon somebody else's who's not saved, the more you tell them about Jesus, the more you tell them about the life of Jesus, the, the more it's sharpened and, and gets deeper and deeper and deeper. Not what you think, but what he says. It gets deeper to the way that it will pierce their heart. And you know what they're going to say? What must I do to be saved? If physical sword gets dull 
by it being used. Don't get it twisted and confused that if you use your spiritual sword, it's going to get dull. Your spiritual sword will always get sharper when you use it. So then, why don't I put the whole armor of God? You know when you put the armor, you're supposed to be able to stand. Stand firm. And you stand firm, you're able to stand and withstand the attack of the enemy. Do you know what the whole armor represents? We want to talk about the whole armor here. You're talking about Jesus. Jesus. There's a song that we used to sing that says, I must have Jesus. Give me only Jesus. Give me Jesus. Uh, um, I have a close friend of mine who once made me a city. Uh, um, one of my, one of my close, closest friends made me a city. The city was simply said this. Jesus and me worship. That's the title of the CD. Jesus and me worship. Can I tell you something? If you truly give your life to Jesus, if you truly give your life to Jesus, you will be able to put on the full armor of God. If I can put on my suit, and the suit has been given to me, you can put on the truth of God. You can put on the girdle of truth. You can put the breastplate of salvation, of righteousness. You can put all the different peace. Because when you have Jesus, you have everything. Every ask goes every head bow. Is there somebody here? Is there somebody here who said, I want Jesus. I want the whole armor. I want the full armor. I want Jesus. If that's you, raise your hand. I want to pray for you. I want Jesus. I never give Jesus my life. I want to give Jesus my life because I want to be clothed. I want to be clothed with the armor of God. Is there anybody? Everybody safe. Praise the Lord. Now, now, second, second, second call. Is there somebody here who said, Pastor, my mind has been going other places. I need to fill my mind. I need, I need my mind to be renewed and transformed. I see you, my brother. Is there anybody else? I see you. I see you. Anybody else? Anybody else? Those of you who raise your hand, do me a favor. While every eyes close, everybody, just stand up. I want to pray for you. Just stand. I want to pray for you. I want, I want to put on the full armor of God. I, 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 I'm tired of living a defeated life when I'm supposed to win. Anybody else before I pray? Loving Father, we thank you for these, your people, your children. Thank you, Father God, for the fact that they acknowledge they need to put on the full armor of God. Their mind may have been preoccupied by something, but Father, I pray in Jesus' name that you will give them the appetite and the desire to know your word to know your word and to live by it and so that their minds will be transformed and renewed by the power of the gospel for the victory is theirs in Jesus name I pray Amen